Here's the thing. We started out friends. It was cool, but it's all pretend. Yeah, yeah. Since you've been gone. <laughs> Ezra, I miss you. <laughs> Good, really fucking early in the morning, me too. It's welcome back to Read and Weep. This is episode number 63. We are the podcast uh, about books, bad books, movies, and television. Today we are watching The Room, widely considered on the internet to be the worst movie of all time. Uh, like I said, this is episode number 63. We've now done as many episodes as there are groats in a guinea in the British pre-decimal money system. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It is also the same number uh, as... Uh, as there are chromosomes in the child offspring of a horse and a goat. Which that makes a thing? Apparently it does with 63 chromosomes. What do they call Is that? Is that like a gorse or a hoat? Uh, I would go with a gorse if it were up to me, but it's not. It's An to... abomination is what you call it. <laughs> I think it's up to Noah what to call that. No. No, Adam got to name everything. That's right. Noah just, Noah just collected them. Noah just took two of them, yes. Yeah, he put he them all in a confined space and kept feeding them. He was like, I need to find two gorses. Yeah. And then we can launch the ship. <laughs> all I have is all these hoats. This is terrible. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep, where you can get a free audiobook for signing up for a book a month club trial subscription and you get to keep that book even if you cancel before the subscription starts costing money which is after a week and that also supports us so thank you to audible and thank you to you for signing up for that trial let me introduce you to today's panel first up first up on today's panel he's getting married unless of course a million things go wrong in the next 90 minutes Reporting live from Kabul, Afghanistan today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ezra to the program. Alex, why are you tearing me apart? <laughs> also joining us today, he thinks you're real pretty. Can he Can he kiss you? Uh, reporting live from my living room, it's Chris. I love to watch them together. I'm going to sneak up with an apple. <laughs> uh, according to the trivia on Wikipedia, your actor thought you were handicapped. And the writer did not. <laughs> uh, also joining us today, we have a very special guest. Uh, she's actually a decent-looking girl, so how did she end up engaged to Frankenstein? Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Colleen back to the program. Yeah, I'm just having a hard hard day today because I just I realized this morning I'm not in love with like the most disgusting person in the world. So. <laughs> it's not the best day. Uh, I'm your host. I'm the only one who understands the importance of long-term financial security. My name is Alex. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Alex. And yes, that is important. Hey, it's been 20 minutes. Maybe Mom will come by and tell me to stay with this man for financial reasons. <laughs> Chris, as our resident summarizer, yes. I'm going to give you 90 seconds to summarize in the style of a mom explaining to her daughter that marriage isn't about love. 
Now, darling, we've been together, uh, you know, a long time, your father and I, and, and you know, it's, it's, marriage is a very complicated thing. I remember when you were a little girl, a little girl playing, you know, at our summer home, and you said that you wanted a yacht and a house and all of those things that make a family. Now, none of those things is brought about by love. It's brought about by money. Now, there's Johnny, and Johnny has a lot of money. He has two houses. He keeps uh, a, a ward, much like uh, Bruce Wayne keeps Dick Grayson in the Batman comic books that I used to read. And uh, he has a best friend, Mark. Now, life is very good. Uh, and and you, you, uh, your name is Lisa, and you're you're dating Johnny. Uh, in fact, you're engaged, and you're going to get married very soon. This is a very happy arrangement for us all. And you're seconds. you're just ruining it by sleeping with Mark. And Johnny is gonna kill himself at the end of this. That's all. And that's time. Very well done. Thank you. Here's my theory. Johnny actually can't kill himself because he's undead throughout the entire movie. Ah, that, that <laughs> certainly seems like that could be a possibility. <laughs> so that's why I was really surprised by the ending. I, I thought he was a zombie. <laughs> I thought he was one of the cold ones. <laughs> All right, it is, it is compliment time. We like to start every show and end every show with a compliment. It's called a compliment sandwich, and it's how we uh, seem fair to our works. So... Colleen, as our guest, you have the right, as always, to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which would you prefer? I'll get mine out of the way and go first. Excellent. Uh, line it up. My first compliment goes to whoever designed the set and did props or whatever this falls into. <laughs> uh, I really like the canopy bed. When I was little, I always wanted one and never had one. In your ideal canopy bed design, was there also a waterfall on one side? <laughs> oh. Everything surrounding the canopy bed, and even in the canopy bed, I am not complimenting. <laughs> Just like rose petals Just... that constantly stab you in the back. Like, it's amazing during the sex scene, like they show like there's the sex on the bed, and they show it like through the gauzy curtains, and then for some reason it's through an ice sculpture slash waterfall. Yeah, uh, which is a, I mean, which would be a classy bed accoutrement. I mean, like, honey, let me light the candles and turn down the lights. And carve Mickey Mouse out of an ice cube. Take it out of the blast freezer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the window was just crying because of what it was seeing. <laughs> this movie failed, just in case maybe it could be a backup. As a backup, it could be a music video for the R&B hits playing <laughs> during the sex scenes. I, I have nothing nice to say about the, the music behind the sex scenes. Let's roll on. You are my rose, you are my rose, you are my rose, you are my rose. I take it back, now I'm, now I'm a little turned on. <laughs> okay, well, Sarah actually heard it from the other um, room, and she thought it was, you are my pot rose. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you are up next. What is your compliment? Uh, my compliment is about, you know, I hate to do the end first and the beginning last, but uh, Tommy Wiseau's character, Johnny, killing himself and the manner in which he does it. First, he takes the red dress he gave to Lisa at the beginning of the movie, smells it, rubs it all over his face, sticks it against his crotch, screams, screams yeah. <laughs> tears the dress apart, and then shoots himself. Yeah. Because first he had to get off, you know, kind of in a creepy sexual way about his own sadness. Probably the only vaguely complicated and interesting part of that character. Well, it's nice also how he, like, knocked every single thing in his house yeah. down before that just to yeah. make it like as inconvenient as possible for people who have to clean up after him. That was an amazing Frankenstein is angry moment. Like, <laughs> oh, fire! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then he pauses, looks around. Here's another thing. Goes over, opens and drawers and takes stuff out and throws it on the ground. Like really, really thoroughly wrecks that apartment. <laughs> All right, I want to go third. So my first comment is at one point, very briefly, they are in a shop which sells, as far as I can tell, only coffee and cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a really hard upsell. If you order just <laughs> coffee and not cheesecake, the lady delivers the coffee. Is like, would you like anything else? How about some cheesecake? Are you sure I can't get you some cheesecake? Okay, fine. I'll be over here if you change your mind and want some cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> the Cheesecake Factory doesn't sell this much cheesecake. Uh, Ezra, you are last. What's your compliment? Oh, Christ. Um, okay, I think this is, uh, this is maybe an award for innovation in drink mixing. Um, <laughs> So I don't know if you notice this, when um, Lisa tries to get Johnny drunk, mm-hmm. she gives him a drink with a brown liquid, which looks like scotch, and then pours vodka in it. Yep. So, <laughs> I don't think scotch has been used as a mixer before for vodka, so good job on that. <laughs> and then the guy who's never had a drink before goes, hmm, this is tasty. <laughs> and it's half yeah. vodka. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and half scotch. Half vodka, half scotch. That's probably not that good. <laughs> I think our first segment of the day should be a detailed analysis of each of the sex scenes. Ah! <laughs> they are almost 50% of the movie. Yeah, in my notes I wrote, first 20 minutes just feels like the worst softcore porn ever. But then I crossed that out and wrote 30. And then, <laughs> and then I just wrote a whole movie. <laughs> Which I think is actually, I mean, the movie was actually pretty good. They just should have marketed it as a softcore porn. Yeah instead of an actual movie. No, I, I think that's what happened, though. It was like, they made a porno, and they're like, man, we got, like, half an hour of extra porn. <laughs> what could we possibly do with it? Let's make, a, let's make a film to go around this porn. The, and that's where they went wrong. The, the dialogue and the acting was quite on par with porn. I mean, that's yeah. a really good explanation. I mean, uh, just a little bit below, but, but not by much. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through the first sex scene, because it's the longest and the most detailed. Okay. Um, let, me, let me give you a rundown, and then we can talk about the points. Here's exactly how the sex scene goes. Pillow fighting, interruption by st- by your son slash neighbor slash uh, uh, retarded gay lover. Pillow fighting, dancing, pillow fighting, take your coat off, get up, dance some more, take your shirt off, roses appear, tickle each other with them, pants off, drop the rose, waterfall out of nowhere, uh, dress off, rose petal on boobs, sex, pause, groaning, recovery, and all of a sudden, more roses. Total elapsed time, four minutes. Wow. My favorite part was Denny politely asking to uh, to Can be I, involved. To watch. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that got me is just how much laughing is involved. Like, there's a lot of, like, forced laughing, like, anytime there's sort of, like, a pause. And I just, I don't know if Tommy Wiseau knows what laughter is for, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the first time that they're on the bed? Uh you know, he, they take his coat off, and then for pillow fighting, he puts the coat back on. No. <laughs> and it's like armor. Again. <laughs> he practices safe sex in all manners. <laughs> he was also wearing a bike helmet through most of it. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, I kind of got the idea in this movie that um, everyone was in on it. Like, everyone knew how bad it was. So they just, like, just went for it. Well, so the, the, the writer, director, producer, executive producer, uh, main guy, Tommy Wiseau, he claims that a lot of the humor was intentional, 
and the actors say that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, three different actors quit because of uh, creative differences during filming. Including the best thing of the whole movie, I think. Peter, the uh, the character, quit, disappears yeah. halfway through, yeah. replaced right. by another person. Never explained. The role of tertiary <laughs> friend has been replaced. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go on, halfway through the movie, totally different looking. I mean, short, bald guy with glasses has been replaced with tall, poofy-haired guy. So, uh, other thoughts on the sex scenes. There was actually, between the third and fourth sex scene, or the fourth and fifth sex scene, was like 20 minutes or so of movie, and I felt like I was experiencing an epic dry spell. Anybody else get that? Like, <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm not getting laid as often. What happened? What have I done? I think we're reading this whole thing wrong. I'm pretty sure. As I see it, like, yes, it's a bad movie, okay? It's a bad movie for anyone who's ever, like, you know, lived, like, a few days on Earth. <laughs> With you so far? But if you haven't, if you haven't done that, it's really very impressive, you know? <laughs> so I think I'm pretty sure this is this is like Tommy Wiseau's like report back to his homeland on like the the mating habits of the human mammal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so that covers sex. Let's talk about sport. Okay, um, my first question is, so they have like a, a roof, which apparently was actually a green screen and not actually a roof for some reason. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't tell at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and basically they have this habit of bringing sports paraphernalia up to the roof where there isn't enough room to play any of those sports. So, like, so yeah. Denny brings up a basketball you know, and then gets you know, beat up by a, a drug dealer. Right, right, which is not uh, the fault of the basketball. Right. Normally that would happen on a much larger court. <laughs> <laughs> he was just a half-court drug dealer beating. <laughs> After you hit me, you have to go over and touch this line, and then you can come back and hit me again. Also, who the hell plays basketball on a roof? The people on the top floor is gonna, are going to hate that guy. You're going to – yeah, absolutely. And you're going to lose the ball. Yeah. And there's no hoop, so there's a lot of issues, really. <laughs> <laughs> and then later they play in the uh, alleyway. And they're like, well, we sh- are you sure you want to play in our nice suits? But Why but, were they in suits? Yeah, why were they in tuxedos in the first place? Apparently to take wedding, wedding pictures, pictures a month before the wedding. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah. So, so they got everybody together to take wedding pictures of just the groom's party. They actually took care of that bit of exposition <laughs> by uh, the guy walking in and going, oh, you're going to look great in your wedding pictures. I mean, it made no sense of the way they cut it. It was like exterior shot of Grace Cathedral. Back to the interior shot of the home, which makes it seem like they live inside Grace Cathedral. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Grace Cathedral's kind of shitty inside. <laughs> it's got a nice staircase. Oh, well, they also did a bunch of establishing shots with the Golden Gate Bridge. They would go Golden Gate Bridge to inside of the apartment in case you thought he lived there. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. He's a troll. <laughs> <laughs> So I'd like to do um, an Inside the Actors Studio with Tommy Wiseau. Oh, good. And I'd like to play Tommy with no, if there's no objections. No problem. No problem. Colleen? No. I <laughs> do not have an objection. Okay, good. I just haven't heard from you in a little while. Yeah, so welcome back sure to the program, gone back Colleen. to sleep. <laughs> I'm still here. I mean, I would sleep too if I was tired. Yeah. You bring oh. up a great point. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to Inside the Actor slash Writer slash Director slash Executive Producer Studio. Today we have a very special guest with us, Tommy Wiseau, and we have a nice panel of experts on all of those fields. We're going to ask Tommy about his creative process and, and what went into making the room. So thank you very much for being here, Tommy. Thank you for having me, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. <laughs> uh, Tommy, this is Herbert Sherbert, uh, linguist and uh, society expert. Why don't you tell us a bit about your accent, where it comes from, and your early childhood that, that made this all possible? I, I grew up in uh, San Francisco, and I spent some time in New Jersey and Paris. No, nothing, nothing else? Nowhere, nowhere no, not? I, I actually looked this one up, and that's true. <laughs> I, I got a question. Uh, yes. Tommy... Just as an aspiring writer, I, I really would love to know some of like how you get the ideas for these lines. Like, like for example, um, there's this great exchange you had. Thank you, Hanne. This is a beautiful party. You invited all my friends. Good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I. I. This comes from true life story. Uh, my girlfriend at one point had a surprise party and invited. Uh, all of my enemies. Oh. And we made for a very bad party. That's bad thinking, I would say. Right, so that was bad thinking. Okay, that makes sense. This was opposite. It was good thinking for the friends. Very, very true. Very, uh... Hold on a second, I need a piece of cheesecake. Do, do you want a piece of cheesecake with that? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Continue. I have, a, I have a question for you. Tommy. Yes. There was a brief part in that film that went into breast cancer, and there was some reference to cures for breast cancer. Of course. I want to know if you have some inside information on that. I feel like everyone else would love to hear about it. Well, this uh, comes from true life story. <laughs> My girlfriend, she was in the race for the cure, and they finished the race, so I assumed they had cure. <laughs> Wow. They weren't, you... like, race for the research. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You had a girlfriend? Uh, this is true life story. Uh, <laughs> except for that part. <laughs> Have you seen me? Holy shit, man. <laughs> um... Your, your co-star, Julia Daniel, who, who, who of course played Lisa, has actually moved mm. on to uh, a new movie called Ghost Shark 2 Urban Jaws. Yes. And uh, I just want to know if you would be Sad made... that I didn't produce that one. I, I thought I would have seen that one happening, but no. Yeah, I was hoping so too. Um, I just didn't know if you were going to make an appearance in that or anything like that, because it sounds pretty, pretty much what you could do. She's she's leaving me for another movie. Yeah. I don't oh, think no. I can I don't oh, no, think no. I could live without her. No 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 put, I don't, No put, put. No, don't smash things. He's going into suicide mode. No, Stop it. Oh, the world needs you too much. That's that you're just saying that. No, no. We we mean it. I'm you're on hump, Bravo. I'm gonna go hump this dress. Very hey. good. Hump away, sir. 
Hey, hey, Tommy, it's it's me, Denny. Can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on uh, Inside the Actor, Director, Producer, Executive Producer, uh, Star, uh, Writer, Head Gaffer, uh, Studio. We'll see you again next week. Join us on Bravo next week when we talk with star gaffer and former best boy Brian Benson. Suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. The game of life is hard to play. Can I actually just read you guys a storyline for Ghost Shark 2? for a second yes yeah please please do okay when ghost shark escapes from his extra dimensional prison to terrorize auckland 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 new zealand it is or it's like auckland california like what up auckland <laughs> it is new new zealand okay mayor broody calls in an expert ghost shark hunter to protect the citizens and finally defeat the creature the budget is ten thousand new zealand dollars I just want to point out as a disclaimer here that the American Association of Shark Hunters does not recognize ghost sharks as a legitimate specialty. I don't know how you could get good at it. I don't know how you could find enough of them to be good at it, you know? Oh, they're out there. (laughs) That guy really is limiting his job potentials both as a shark person and as a ghost hunter. Yeah. Really not leaving a lot of room for wiggle on other jobs. I mean, if you're freelancing, you really have to be able to do a bunch of different ghost things. Ghost shark hunting isn't even that hard. You just lay out some ghost chum and you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, it's time for our frequent movie segment, Lightning Bonus Round! Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round is like a lot of our other rounds, except you have to go much faster, and when someone says Lightning Bonus Round, your joke is over. Hey, did you guys notice that Peter, uh, the friend who quit halfway through the movie, went to the same tailor as Kirk Cameron in uh, Left Behind? His clothes were always just a bit too big because he's a smaller guy. <laughs> the, the, the tailor just like expects like he's only he only does kids, so he only knows how to how to like leave room for like growth spurts, you know? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'll grow into it. Don't worry. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Bonus round. Guess what I noticed? What? What? Um. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think my favorite part of the whole movie was when he went to buy flowers. It was. The most efficient flower buying exchange I've ever seen in my life. It was mammoth level dialogue. I mean, that's machine gun style. Great, let's play the clip. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggie. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I mean, that is quick. (laughs) Hi, puppy. (laughs) Lightning bonus round. Hey, bonus run. So in the uh, in the flower buying scene, we also learned that Tommy Wiseau's character is a master of disguise. He originally walks into the flower store. No one recognizes him. Takes off his sunglasses, and the lady <laughs> goes, 
Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> He's a seven-foot-tall man with pale, white, dripping skin, stringy hair, and burn marks all over his face. <laughs> and he puts on sunglasses and you don't recognize him? We couldn't recognize him without the lazy eye. <laughs> oh. Lightning bonus round. Lightning, Lightning bonus, bonus round. round. One of my favorite things is, like, it shows actually how good at walking, I guess, uh, Johnny is. Because even though he has a car... We see him like you know, on his way home to his house, mm -hmm. which is at uh, Alamo Square, which is where the full house houses are. But he starts yeah. over all the way yeah. at the Barcadero in San Francisco. Then we see him next to the uh, the Disney store in uh, Union Square. <laughs> and then he, uh, he keeps on walking all the way to Alamo Square. He's like, he covers three miles on foot. You know, I don't need public transportation. I'm just going to walk it. Uh, well, I had two things to remind you, Ezra. First of all, he's seven feet tall. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, he lives in the Golden Gate Bridge. So, really hard for that guy to find parking near his house. <laughs> or lightning bonus round. Lightning, lightning bonus, bonus round. round. You know, there's the one scene where the two random people are, like, about to go at it in the room. And then the mom and the and Lisa come in. Yeah. And then, oh, the mom. And yeah. then the guy has to come back and has an awkward situation where he's trying to get his underwear back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was dumb. But then later, he tells like two people the whole story again, which I get in real life you might do, but this is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, we just saw it. saw it happen. are <laughs> like just filling time telling the story that we just saw. And it was a stupid story, and I hated it. <laughs> the pacing was a little creative on this movie. Yeah, <laughs> let's put it that Such a generous I mean, way of saying that. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Hey, uh, another very similarly, they don't necessarily even pay attention to what just happened in the previous sentence yeah. when they finish the sentence. So at one point, the girlfriend's uh, they're talking about her mom. They're like, "So how, how's your mom doing?" And the girl goes, "She's a stupid bitch. She wants to control my life, but I'm gonna do what I want to do. What do you think I should do?" <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you just there for the last sentence? <laughs> Period does not mean an entirely fresh start on your logic. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus, bonus round. round. There's some problems with like pluralization, I guess. So there's one point where Lisa's talking to uh, Johnny, who's been locked. He's locked himself in the bathroom, and uh, you can come out now, Johnny. She's gone. In a few minutes, bitch. Who are you calling a bitch? You and your stupid mother. That would be bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, unless they're both half of a bitch, which doesn't really make sense either. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. More with them playing jazz with English. <laughs> I love... They, they invented a couple of colloquialisms or metaphors or something. At one point, he says, Leave your stupid comments in your pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I don't remember hearing a lot as growing up, but maybe. And then, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you can drop off the earth. That's a promise. <laughs> That's a yeah. promise. You, you promise that you're going to keep believing that? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, a character that I don't remember, uh, I guess it was the replacement... New Peter. Blousey shirt guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb waiting for it to go off. Why would you sit there if you knew it was going to go <laughs> off? Yeah. It sounds like you have some time. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Th there's just... also some cream for that. <laughs> uh, other great line. Uh, there is no baby. I just said that to make it more interesting. Make what more interesting? Make what more interesting? The, the movie, clearly, but still. <laughs> It turns out Lisa just made that up to uh, account for her weight gain. <laughs> okay, people seem like surprisingly unconcerned about that. Yeah, well, it's like everything else. Like, she, like when she tells mom he got drunk last night and he hit me, and she goes, "I didn't know he drinks." 
I make bonus round. I make bonus round. So I love that the ending is in keeping with the rest of the movie. Because the last lines of the movie, I don't know if you heard this, was a little subtle. But after he dies, the music is rising and there's sirens. And then you hear a disembodied doctor voice say, is everyone okay? <laughs> yeah, doc. Yeah, went to med school for five years. The dude shot himself in the face. Not everyone is okay. Yeah, that's just only a little fatal, but not too bad. He'll probably... <laughs> the guy... Yeah, the guy with the bull in his face, a little under the weather. <laughs> and Norton survived it in Fight Club. Spoiler alert! That's yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus Lightning round. Bonus round. For some reason, uh, Johnny is really down on threesomes. And like he kind of he's invented his own phrase for it, right? He says, Denny, two is great, but three is a crowd. That's not mm. how threesomes work. They're, they're actually, you know, sometimes three is also great. It's like two is great and three is also great. Yeah. <laughs> a little awkward, but worth the adventure. Yeah, if the bed's big enough. Yeah. yeah. Lightning bonus round. So, Ez, did you notice, I, I sent this uh, out to our Facebook page, but did you see it about uh, Snooki's book deal? Yeah, yeah, we uh, apparently we broke the news first on that one, so go us. Yeah, it was really impressive. I mean, we just decided that there should that Snooki was going to get a book deal. Bam, it's in the works. I, I think since we found that we have this great power of whatever book we come up with will get made very shortly. Under a different title. <laughs> Under a different title. Well, we should probably have, uh, we should probably you know, use this power for good. Oh, okay. What are some other books we want to cause to exist yeah i mean obviously tommy wiseau needs to write a book yes what would tommy wiseau's book be called um the book (laughs) (laughs) the page (laughs) i mean since we've just found out about ghost shark uh i'd really like to have a ghost shark autobiography ghost ride the whip (laughs) ghost ride the chum yeah. <laughs> Ghost Ride the Chump. <laughs> well, which which of course would be very controversial, and so there would be the response book from the Ghost the Ghostbusters called "I'll Punch You in Your Stupid Ghost Face." And then there'll be a Ghost Face Killer saying like, "Don't." <laughs> <laughs> That's my face there. <laughs> <laughs> what if there's like a book by the guy that invented uh, the Pazuki? You know. Hmm. Oh God, I want a Pazuki so bad. But his name is BJ, and that's already kind of gross. Do you think they make breakfast pazookies? <laughs> wait, wait, what if it's called, what if it's called, like, BJ's story? It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it? Yeah! <laughs> Looking to climb into bed with a great reed? In a canopy bed with a waterfall and rose petals and candles? Can I watch? Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, really quick, do you guys want to do a quick summary judgment? Yeah. Because I don't think we've actually gotten the words out that say this was a bad movie. And I don't mean just like a little bit bad. I mean like epically, mind-numbingly, impressively bad. Let's say, can everyone get like 10 words for a summary judgment? Sure, go for it. The internet was right. Now I don't believe in hope. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, space alien tries hard, ruins sex for everyone else. 
I don't know, I like this 10-word thing. We ask people to do it, but we don't ever get to do yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't done it in a while. Also, if anyone ever counts mine, uh, that was 9, so... Yeah, I'm having of... trouble with the 10. Just add sex yeah, at the say... end. The worst Lifetime movie ever. Ever, ever sex. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, that is it. It's time for our uh, the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order, which means Ezra, you are up first. What is your minor compliment? Oh, totally. I totally got this. I actually was thanked in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed at the very bottom. You're a second line producer. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the the five uh, assistants. No, actually, it said at the bottom, "Thanks for all the residents of the San Francisco and Los Angeles areas for helping directly or indirectly to film this movie." So wow, you, that was awesome of you to really indirectly help him there. Yeah. Uh, like going so, about your business in 2004? So that's pretty much me being a great guy. Uh, all right, well, continuing to go backwards, my turn. So my, my second compliment is uh, we had a couple more great moments in meta-comedy on, on this show. The mom walks in on the two kids making out, and she says, What are these two characters doing here? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> they clearly didn't rehearse that scene a lot. Mom was just confused. <laughs> All right, uh, continuing backwards. That makes Chris's turn. Yeah, we had another great moment in uh, movie gift wrapping to start the movie. Yeah. Uh, Tom gives Lisa, or uh, Johnny, sorry, gives Lisa a red dress. And it's wrapped in a leopard print wrapped yeah. box where the top is independently wrapped to the bottom. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, like, it really set the scene because it's it's hella trashy. But also, like, you know, there's a lot of care that went into it. So, good yeah, job. I like that, too. Awesome. Uh, continuing backwards, Colleen, your final, your minor compliment. Um, just one part I enjoyed was when Michelle, like, Lisa's friend, walks in right after Lisa and Mark were hooking up. And she says, uh, Mark, X, Y, Z. And he's like, what? And she's like, examine your zipper. People don't say that enough anymore. <laughs> your penis is hanging out. Yeah. I, you know, actually, what was, I don't know, maybe, maybe you guys are way ahead of me. You're much smarter than I am. But I have heard X, Y, Z since I was a little kid. And no one ever explained to me that it was an acronym for examine your zipper. Really? Yeah, no one ever told me that. I had no idea what it meant. Did you think people were just like saying part of the alphabet to you and you're like ah oh, yeah A B C D <laughs> hey I know that one G H I going no I, I imagined that it had something to do with the fact that like it was down near the the zipper was at the bottom just like X Y and Z are at the bottom of the alphabet oh so you knew what it implied but you didn't know the specific yes exactly acronym. but I did not know the the acronym yeah well, wow dude that's uh you, you guys are acting like I'm I'm an idiot is this something that everybody else know yeah yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I thought you were smart, and now I know better. <laughs> so, since, since we don't have a lot of other infrequently asked questions, we're going to do a couple of really infrequently asked questions now. Questions that you didn't yet ask but should have. 
So we're gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a random fan on Facebook, and I'm gonna tell them what they should have asked. Okay. Great. Let's see. All right. So Caitlin Robinson should have asked, "Are you guys really big enough to devote this much of your show to answering questions from fans about yourselves personally?" Absolutely not. No. no, no, no <laughs> I mean, like, what? What's the answer to that? The answer is either we're huge and we care a lot, or we're really small and we've got a lot of time. I mean, uh, let's combine them. We are small and we care a lot. Here's the thing: <laughs> if we were big enough, we probably wouldn't have invented a question that was kind of self-deprecating. So, there's your answer there. Well, the fun thing about the internet is it's like not necessarily obvious whether you're big or not. I'm huge. In theory, we could all of a sudden get a huge sponsorship deal and make a million dollars and still do the show the exact same way tomorrow, but wearing nicer shoes. Because Alex, you fucking need nicer shoes. How long would it take you to spend three hundred and? $33,000 on shoes. Me? Anybody. Like, what's the fastest oh, human could do that? Oh, okay. So, shoes you'd actually buy if you were spending normally, or, like, you get to wear, like, the Alexander McQueen weird alien shoes in your size, because that'd be kind of cool. Do they make those? For that kind of money that you could. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't get one custom pair of shoes. You gotta, like, you have to buy shoes. You can't just have to put diamonds on your, on your, your Chuck T's. That's not fair. Do we have to have them off the rack, though? Because if we have over $300,000 to spend, I feel like we wouldn't buy shoes off the rack anymore. Well, that's fair. Yeah, you'd make them out of, like, Sarah Palin's skin, or, like... <laughs> I think it takes more than $300,000 to kill Sarah Palin. Well, no, just her skin. Does she have some extra <laughs> skin somewhere? <laughs> just, like, a foot shape, you know. Pretty sure you could do it. <laughs> That is it for our show. Uh, we uh, we will be back again next week. Next week we're gonna be we're gonna be starting a new project. This is we're gonna be reading the new Stephanie Meyer novella, Brie Tanner. The the brief second life of Brie Tanner or something like that. Short second life. Short second life. It's got second life in it, yeah. so I'm assuming it's all gonna be done by avatars floating around and yeah. <laughs> having awkward chat room conversations. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to read along with that, you can get it on Audible, audiblepodcast.com slash readandweep. And uh, we'll probably be breaking into about two episodes, so join us for that next week. Also, if you have anything else you'd like us to read, don't forget, you can always send us a suggestion by email, podcast at read-weep.com, or our new feature where you can browse other people's suggestions and vote on them, or you can submit your own suggestions for topics. Go to read-weep.com slash suggest and you can, uh, and there's a lot of good stuff in there that already needs to be ferreted out. So pick something you like, let us know, and we will uh, hopefully get to it in the next couple of months. Yeah, we really like uh, reading your suggestions, and they give us great ideas, so keep it up. That is it. Thank you so much for being here, Colleen. We really appreciate it. No problem. Except the 7 a.m. part. Yeah, yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, some problem. <laughs> Thank you for getting up early as well and being here, Chris. I really, it's great to have you here. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for staying up to a perfectly normal hour, Ezra, in Afghanistan. Yep, I have a few more hours and then I get uh, to sleep, so good for me. Well, in the future, let me know when you're having a podcast slumber party and not inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have flown back. To, uh, so wait, so, sorry, Colleen. Uh, two is great, but three is a crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Good night, everybody. You gotta have something if you wanna be with me. 